0: So for context, as Nate is getting this set up, Nate and I this morning before we recorded, we met up and went Nate breakfast at our local Cracker Cracker Barrel in West Valley City, Utah. And while there, while, while I was paying for my portion of the breakfast, Nate was walking around and I guess you can fill us in on how you stumbled into this, Nate. But Nate stumbled into a vinyl recording that he purchased and that led to a conversation about the album uh, and led to just wanting to, to just like talk about it since it,
1: for me. since it came up so uh about a year ago so so we'll give a little backstory so so we uh, one of the reasons we went to cracker barrel is we met each other on our lds mission in knoxville tennessee 2000 to 2002 and of course cracker barrel is a very southern place and since i moved down here from boise in 2015 We've gotten together on a regular basis to watch movies and to eat. And I had commented this morning, we've never been to Cracker Barrel, which doesn't make any sense considering where we've met. You'd think this would be a place that would occur to us to go. So we went to Cracker Barrel. And uh, afterwards, when we were paying, they have that kind of the crazy crap uh, general store shop element of it, which is really big in this Cracker Barrel. It's not nearly as big in the one in Boise. And I don't recall it being as big in the ones I was in in the South.
0: Oh, I remember it being that big in the ones in the it's South. It's pretty
1: big. Uh, it's the size of like a, like a 7-Eleven.
0: Yeah. And it's probably the other location that I've been to here in Utah, up in Layton, Utah. It's probably of a similar size in that location.
1: But I was wandering around looking at the Crazy Crap, and they had a section of vinyl records. Now, about... Uh, Which I
0: never would have expected a Cracker Barrel to yeah. have. Yeah.
1: So about a year ago, so I decided I needed a hobby that was cheap. And I've been thinking about this for a while. And I'm like, vinyl records... You can walk around uh, into your Goodwills
0: and your Savers and your Deseret Industries. Which is something Nate does on a regular basis. Yeah,
1: and they're dirt cheap. And there is a, a pretty decent record like record community here in Salt Lake. There's a number oh, yeah. of record yeah. stores. There, there's, there's Which is perhaps record a little surprising. Meets. Yeah, it's it's a little bit hipster. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought it would be a fun thing to do. And I've concentrated almost entirely on records, less than $5, typically $1 to $2, typically uh, at a thrift store. There's been a couple things that I have purchased full price. I got uh, the Talking Heads 1975 debut album on a reissue because I wanted it. Uh, and that was like $17, dollars And I think there was something else I paid full price for around $20. This is the second, making this like the second most expensive album I purchased. And I probably own like 60 records now that I picked up in the last year. Uh, But I saw this, and I'm like, i got to get it. So it is John Denver and the Muppets of Christmas together. It's from 1979. I grew up on this. I have owned this in the uh, cassette and CD form, and now I own it on vinyl. My CD, I think, is back in Boise. I'm not sure where it it is. So uh, I would listen to it online uh, when I didn't have a physical copy of it. But I'm like, I'm collecting records, and I, I can purchase this record, which, as I joked, is... Possibly the definitive album
0: of your collection of the song.
1: Well, just of 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 my of my life. So they they have the the question, the interview question: What's the album that defines you? And I joke, well, it's probably one of two things. It's either uh, David Byrne's Grown Backwards from uh, Grown Backward from two thousand three, or John Denver and the Muppets: A Christmas Together from
0: nineteen seventy nine.
1: Those are the two (laughs) definitive
0: albums of my life.
1: And which, if
0: you don't know, Nate, is probably a good summary.
1: Yeah. So this, I've been listening to this since I was probably around four or five years old. And there are a couple songs. Now, of course, there's the Muppet songs. There's their uh, uh, Jingle Bell Rock and the 12 Days of Christmas and where they do the comedy routines. But John Denver does some serious singing in this with some kind of somber spiritual spiritual type uh, music. I'm blanking the name of the composer. He he did a lot of things for Jim Henson. He also wrote Evergreen, which won the Oscar. It was in the 76 version of A Star is Born. Barbara Streisand sang it. I want to say Paul Williams.
0: Paul Williams, yeah. Paul Williams. Plays Little Lena in Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah.
1: So Paul Williams. Uh, so he wrote some of these songs. And the one that I'm going to play for uh, Rob is arguably... Uh, my favorite song. Hey, he wrote, wrote up, songs huh? in Emmett Otter Jug Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was one of the things he did for Jim Henson.
0: Huh? Which is a tangent to him. Which movie is a tangent I showed you
1: year. last year, which yeah. is a Christmas special from seventy-eight, seventy-nine. That I also grew up uh, watching, uh, and that I introduced Rob to just uh, last year. So this song is called "When the River Meets the Sea." Okay. Just away, time will be free. That moves me uh, even now. Like, i again, I've been listening to this since I was like five, and I probably listened to this album a couple times since Christmas. And at least the first time I listen to it each year, it tears me up. Um, this was written for Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas, which was a special that Jim Henson did with a Canadian broadcasting company, and uh, HBO got involved at some point. That's where I saw it as a young kid. And he talks in the special features for the DVD uh, about how this and a lot of the other songs, it's Christmas special, there's spiritual yeah. elements to it. Jim Henson's spirituality is... Definitely present, but it's kind of diffuse. It's it's hard to categorize. And that's what this song is. I think this is an extremely spiritual th- song, but that it is about the questions more than the answers. And as I've gotten to be less dogmatic over my life, it's resonated even more. That sometimes the very fact that these are questions is just moving. And some of the, the lyrics here, uh, like a baby when it is sleeping in its loving mother arms, what a newborn baby dreams is a mystery. It's dreaming. What on earth is that dream about? And the, I'm forgetting the word to use to describe it, the simile or the metaphor, uh, where he talks about uh, when the mountain touches the valley, all the clouds are taught to fly, as our souls will leave this land most peacefully. Though our minds be filled with questions, in our hearts we'll understand when the river meets the sea. Using water as it goes from snow and the river into the sea as a metaphor for the journey that we don't understand but that we will and that going back to the thing about the the child the baby but his life will find a purpose and in time he'll understand when the river meets the sea when the river meets the almighty sea and there's just something that I mean even now it just it is the, the song that spiritually touches me more than any other song hmm. and yeah it just speaks to me somehow very moving and then you've got freaking Robin this, the the the, uh, Kermit's nephew singing it and
0: you'd think that that would detract from it no it no doesn't matter. <laughs> so I mean within the context of that movie this was probably the best song in that movie yeah which Jim Henderson Muppet type movies mm. try to be good series movies and for this to be the best song in that movie yeah. it says something mm.